Welcome back for another episode of the Epic Epoch Podcast. I am your host, Perry the Pig. With me, as always, is my co-host. Fred from Epic Builds. And we have a special guest on the podcast today. I believe making his third appearance, if I'm counting that correctly. Jay the Products, so. welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. What? And we also have a huge raid for those of us who are watching live here on Twitch every week on Friday afternoon. We have Last Epoch Game coming in from their weekly dev stream with a huge raid as well to welcome uh, everyone else who is just now coming over. We're just now getting started with the podcast here. It came so, from my fire truck. I <laughs> I want to make sure that everyone knows who Jay the Product is. There's a, there's a lot of content creators in the world of Last Epoch who are taking breaks right now, but they're still like a part of the community. They have unique items that are in the game. They made good build guides. They say good stuff. Jay. Who are you? Let's get an introduction for you for the folks who might only be in the last Epoch community over the past week or so. I am Jay the Product. I made the Create Unique Salt the Wound. Uh, I have bought the community, the build Turbo Smite, and to a larger extent, Static Orb, with the help of some very talented Sork gamers. And I'm working on Glacier at and I've, I've been told that you're not technically under an NDA, but you, you know what's going to happen with Salt the Wound after the big ailment rework in 0.9 coming up, right? I do, but I have been asked by Mike to leak. So. Someday, maybe, <laughs> maybe, like, maybe like one day before 0.9, maybe we can finally get a spoiler of what's going to happen. Maybe. I, Listen, a man can hope. Yeah. So what they're going to do, it, the only change they're going to do is they're going to add like a salt shaker in the hand of the gloves. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> I have actually thought about contacting the devs recently and asking if I can change the uh, flavor text because it's like legacy flavor text. It doesn't make sense in the current in the current game because there aren't like fractures anymore. On if if you were asking for like, if you were asking for new artwork, I would say like, absolutely not. Like, please no, let them work on text. anything else. It, like, it would just be, there we go. Look, see it, already. New flavor text. Devil, right, like, new flavor text me, for Salt the Wound. Love it. Love it. What a lad. <laughs> so we, we do have a list of topics here for the day. The, uh, the big topic that I want to cover is the meta. So, uh, Dread, you had a video that I want you to kind of give us a rundown of real quick. You had a video recently of like, how do I make my builds tankier? And I was thinking about that video and like, not only talking about how do you make your characters tankier, but like, what, what do you do for damage? What are the skills that are so strong that they push other things out of the meta? What are the shield singular that's so strong that it push, pushes things out of the meta? We want to talk about the meta defining skills and gear and stuff like that dread what was your video about you're talking about like how to make your characters tankier i was talking about armor because i get this question so many times so currently right now in last epoch there's no way of getting maximum resistances so once you get to 75 resist you're there you're done that's done with investment right and all the path of exile players are coming in and they're running with 75 res all everywhere. And they're like, oh, why did that boss one shot me? Oh, why did that, you know, siege golem one shot me? I have 75% fire res. Well, currently, one of the easiest ways of preventing that is to, of course, stack armor currently. Because if you did not know, armor is 
one of the strongest uh, things in the game currently, thanks to a little-known idol by the name of Throne of Ambition. It essentially allows you to uh, get a lot of armor very quickly in most situations. And I'd explain that because, of course, all these new people coming in, they don't know what armor is. They don't, they don't, you know, they don't hover over it. They don't read. So it's like, I had to explain that. Cause I, I feel like I'm being getting the question. Right you no, really want us to read? Come on. Man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. But yeah, you that was, can read? that was the main point. So you, you kind of hinted at the second topic, but I'm going to leave that for like half an hour from now. If you're watching this on YouTube, just nice. check the, uh, the chapters if you want to skip ahead. So let's let's talk about the meta defining stuff in Last Teapot. I, I guess the first one, the easiest thing to talk about is the one shield that exists if you're trying to stay alive. Bastion of Honor has been uh, it's been nerfed. It's still too strong. It is it just pushes out other options. Their other unique shields aren't particularly spicy. The affixes that you can get on shields, they're just like if you're using a shield, if you're being serious about it, you should be using a Bastion of Honor. Jay, I when really I started point. posing, and when I started building this list of topics, you were just like laughing all the way home talking about Bastion. What are your thoughts on that? I think you made a really good point that just like, there's no good alternatives to to Bastion. Like, all the other unique shields are like, genuinely terrible. <laughs> or like... I've seen people do really, really specific things with the um. What's the one that gives you dodge, like on block? Uh, close call, I think. Where you can get ridiculously high dodge chance. Cool. But then you stop blocking, and then you lose all that dodge chance, and you die anyway. <laughs> it does so, have a use. It does like, have two uses. But like, but, yeah, yeah. Go there's ahead. just no good alternative. And then you look at Bastion, and you compare it side by side with, like, any other unique shield in the game, and you see it's got a level requirement of 50, which in itself is absurd for how strong it is. And just slapping it on, you've now made your character 40% tankier to any mob within half a screen of you. Like, there's no real opportunity cost if you're going to use a shield, because that shield is just better than all the other options you could equip, both rare and unique. And get, if you aren't going to use a shield, <laughs> yeah, why not? I, 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 I want to give an honorable mention. I, like, there, to me, there's one and a half other shields that exist, but I think of them both as like catalysts. Because if okay. it's the block chance that I care about, I'm using a Bastion. But yeah. if it's like, if I want to use a damage offhand and there's no good catalyst for it, then I could use like a Flavor's Pride, which has a bunch of bleed stuff on it, and it gives you huge DPS, but like it only gives you twenty you know, percent block chance instead yeah. of hundred. And the other but one like, is like it's it's what's it's like the Apocalypse Shield gives you like a bunch of melee crit multi. That's like I've, honorable mention. It's, like, it's really almost an item. Hand. I think I've seen one person use it once. Yeah, <laughs> it gives damage. It. It's got big damage on it. But it's got no block. Yeah. Flayer's Pride is actually a really good mention, but I also I do still think like Pride. that Flayer's Pride is great until you need tankiness, and then you slap on a Bastion anyway, mm -hmm. right? It's like, oh, if you're just running monos where it's not really dangerous, oh, you slap on Flayer's Pride to just melt every everything faster, but the moment you, like, want to do a boss or go do Jewelra or it's anything like that, of the last abyss. you slap I, I on wanna, I want to move you. off Bastion as soon as possible. I feel like every episode is just, like, complaining <laughs> about how strong Bastion, Bastion is. Even still OP, Please nerf a little bit more. <laughs> I, mean, 
I think raise the level requirement. I think if memory serves me correctly, the last time we were raided by the dev stream, while we had Jay on, we were also complaining about Bash. That sounds like a common theme for us. <laughs> I, I want to hit on some other things as well. So this is like, if you're making a new character, uh, what skills are almost predetermined for you because of how strong they are? It's not always the case, but it's like, if I'm playing a Sentinel, I probably want Sigils of Hope, and I probably want Volatile Reversal. Pretty much no matter what, because of how strong these skills are. Say what? Every single class. We could go over this for every single class. Yeah, and I think, like I think that's exactly what I want to do. Right? Like, there's, there's new people out there making like, builds. Like, shall we start like, with Sentinel and then just yeah, move down totally. the list? Sigils of Hope are busted. I know you hate casting them. I know that the on-kill effect is, like, slightly not as consistent as you want it to be. They give so much flat armor. They give so much percent increased damage, which you're probably missing otherwise. And they're so easy to use. Like, ah, they're so good. They give, like, block chance block effect if you're using a shield. They can give flat damage. They can give bleed or ignite chance. They can give healing effect if you're playing holy, uh, holy okay, trail but, javelin. But and, like, they're I automated. See. It's, like, you, no, you can't... Listen, listen, Perry, you, well, Perry. Uh, you can't... Before you, can't, you get you, too you can't into use, it. You can't use Vengeance and Rive and Warpath at the same time. Like, you gotta have some support skills that are going on at the same time as your normal skill. And Sigils is like, it's the support skill. It takes nothing to get going and is pretty much always up. You should stop talking about Sigils before it gets removed from the game. Here's it's, the it issue, should Harry. be nerfed. You're, you're talking about Sigils, but you haven't even addressed Volatile Reversal yet. Oh, which is just about that too. Okay, meta more skill number two for pressing a Volatile Reversal. Like, I, I've, I agree with you that Sigils is absolutely busted to the moon, but I think Volatile Reversal, like, just takes it to a whole other level. And I think people are scared of using it because it seems like, on paper, it might be slightly difficult to Because they've never around. played Echo. Oh, no. I but then you just mana. have to stand next to a boss and get 120% more damage. You know? Like, <laughs> that's all it is. You just have to stand next to them and hit the button. And now you have infinite damage. Like... I think the problem with sigils and like reversal and all of this is they kind of require like knowledge to use correctly. Like you need to know yeah. how the sigil trick works with the reversal trick. You need to know how to play with reversal. You do need to like think about it when you play with reversal. And I'll be honest, everyone knew that's coming into the game don't want to think about the build, they just want to play it, which is completely understandable, right? Like, there's a reason why a lot of people are playing Devouring Orb right now, is because they don't want to think about the game. And uh, reversal is the first thing that makes people have to think about, like, okay, where was I four seconds ago? And you have to think that the entire time you're playing the, uh, the skill. Once you get to the point where you've played it enough, it becomes second nature. But until then, it's like... It's alien thinking. It's like it's like a different language. You mm-hmm. you don't understand it until like you start actually playing with it. And like you're gonna he, die once clicking volatile reversal because you accidentally go back in time to a yeah. ground targeted one shot that happened for a second. And ago. then a lot of new players just unspec it and never use that ability. You just die once. You'll you'll learn. It's fine. Yeah. Volatile reversal. At least it's super fun and really rewarding really to fun. play with. Yeah. Um, sigils is not fun at all. Sigils is like. Just like this maintenance thing. If you're doing an arena echo, or if you're actually doing arena, then it's fine, because they're pretty much always up, because the density is great in those instances. 
But otherwise, a good, a good point I want to bring up with this is like, what do the devs want, right? Let's 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 ask this question, right? Because from what I've seen so far, when it comes to like utility skills in general, like, do the devs want you to have one DPS skill and four utility skills, like Path of Exile, like where you just everything is focused on one skill? Do they want you to have two DPS skills and three utility skills? Like, what, what, what do they want to see? Because right now, everyone's just gravitating towards the one skill and four utility skill. Mm -hmm. Or another damaging skill if you need it, right? Yeah, like one for clear, one for... That's, a, that's a great question, too, like, posing that to the devs. If we, like, jump in the Discord someday, we could ask them, like, do you want, like, like single-target AoE, movement, defense generic buff skill that a, that a numlock like what what's what's that kind of paradigm look like to them that's a good question there's I, a lot of people talk oh, go, go ahead sorry i would also like to see their def definition of like a utility skill because like do they want more skills like sigils where it's just a button press mm -hmm. and a crap load of buffs or do they want things like volatile reversal where you at least need to somewhat be aware of what you're doing and thinking mm -hmm. about it because like those are very very different skills and are very strong for different reasons right right i i want to move on off sentinel to the next thing is that okay yeah can we do sork i'm gonna move on i know on that to, one uh, uh let's see do i have anything for sork i didn't write down anything for sork but i guess we just like write down like teleport can, yeah slash, flame, ward, flame ward teleport right? lightning blast <laughs> i don't i don't think lightning blast is like an auto skill right like it's kind good, of I get it. Playing, like, if you're playing fireball, you know, using lightning blast. Mm, yeah, true, I suppose. So I would say I, like I, like Oh, focus like the, as well, of course. Yeah. I, like focus, Mama, like I like what Mama brought up real quick. At the very least. Go ahead. They've always said that they want more actively used or thought about skills, not ones that you numlock and move on. Well, mm -hmm. in theory, reversal is something you think about. Mm -hmm. uh, like I can go down this list real quick. Uh, shift is something you think about using. Sure, shift is a mobility like. skill, though. It's kind of different. Oh, yeah. And it's a like different niche. Red Shade, you kind of just use it when you need it. And then it's like Death Seal's the same way. Same thing with the Warcry Maelstrom. A lot of these utility skills, most of them, it's not like you put them on Numlock, but you just use them as much as possible because they're just yeah. that strong. Mm -hmm. And it's like, there's no actual choice in the matter unless you're doing very specific things. Like you're playing a primalist and you're doing T4 Jirla and you're like, get over here out of the middle of the thing and you use the pole. That's thinking about using it, but 99% of the time you're just going to spam Warcry because it gives you 200% crit. Is that actually thinking about it or is that like being, is that being active or is that just like ignoring it and just using it as a stat stick? That's a very good point. So let's let's talk about mage because I know mage is the thing that Jay plays a whole bunch of. So we mentioned teleport and flame ward, right? And focus. If you're playing, you think... I I know like oh, this I hate is focus so much. Yeah, yeah, but that's the problem, right? Is like mm -hmm. most of the really strong sorcerer builds, mm -hmm. it, they need focus because they can't sustain mana. Otherwise. I'll give you this much: when I'm building my um my my like mage sork builds. I have Teleport and Flame Ward, which both yeah. feel great. There's plenty of good stuff that I can grab in there. Flame Ward, I spec the same every single time, and I never change it. <laughs> great. <laughs> uh, then you have, like, your, your main damage skill, and then maybe a secondary damage skill, maybe, like, a single target and AoE kind of thing. Yeah. And then my fifth skill... tends to need that. I, I never have anything to spec. And, like, this is one of the things that happens when 
like last epoch is made with three masteries in mind but we only have two of them like well, we don't have point because, rune uh, master yet so like what are my yeah. other utility skills yeah what I've, they were talking about rune masters coming in and it's mm-hmm. going to have a lot of utility spells that were missing for me see i bet perry i could look at any of those major builds slot focus in and for nothing else other than just getting you permanent haste because mm-hmm. like yeah. focus isn't just about mana like all you need to do is have like slightly below your max mana and mm-hmm. as long as you can press focus you can get permanent haste for like so, the rest of the, ma- the so monolith technically i've seen people use arcane ascendance I don't get me started on Arcane Ascendance. Still, yeah, sure, go right ahead. I've had so many comments on that recently asking why can't I use Arcane Ascendance in this build? Meteor and it's Chicken like, would like to know your location. <laughs> a lot of a lot of the mage builds that you feel like you could slot Arcane Ascendance in, then suddenly need focus. Mm-hmm. And then you now need to drop something else, but you can't drop teleport and you can't drop flame ward. Mm-hmm. You can't drop your two damage abilities. So what do you drop? Maybe you play an ability Focus. that only has like may- maybe you have s- like static orb for single target and AOE. Like maybe you have extra space there. Static like, yeah, like like you said, you really can't drop target. flame ward. Yeah. You really can't drop your teleport. I think and like arcane ascendance getting locked down. Like as we've talked about, you know, like toughness is very important in last epoch, and locking yourself down like that. You're just gonna die. <laughs> what do you, Imagine what do you popping think about... arcane ascendance in a mono full of uh, like fire. Uh, what are they called the the fire osprex guys. You're just gonna get nuked out of the. What, what do you think you. about? So you like you you've played a whole bunch of uh, mage builds. What do you think about using teleport unspect? Nah, because you can spec stun immunity. I pretty much always spec stun immunity you, on my teleport you, nowadays. You can spec stun immunity, but you could get stun immunity on an idol if you teleport recently. Yeah, but then you lose like mage. Mage has some of the best idols in the game. So that's what we should talk about: the mage idols that that push out the other options. So why are mage idols so good? Because they just have so much damage. They're very boring, but they are like just crap loads of damage or damage reduction, like. On my glacier sork right now, I have um I have lightning blast uh, not lightning blast sorry lightning aegis idols, so I have like huge uptime on lightning aegis and lightning aegis is a really really strong defensive ability, so they have like cold damage and lightning aegis uh, a chance to gain lightning aegis, mm-hmm. so I have like almost a forty percent chance to gain lightning aegis when I get hit, along with the whatever it is. 30 to 40 percent increased cold damage on all my idols so, like... actually I, i'd like to point out there was a comment on on the twitch chat it's like lightning blast could be specced to aoe damage instead of single damage and I'm like yeah yeah it, it it was great back in the day and then they were trying to nerf the single target version and that version inevitably died for the for the you know the convergence of sins you know yeah. I, I would not play that build anymore. It used to be fun. It used to work great. But then Lightning Blast all of a sudden had half the damage it used to. And it's yeah. like Convergence doesn't care because I had infinite damage anyways. So it's like, eh, on that one. And then you just Static Orb. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This is the thing. You can play Static Orb and spec it to do decent single target. And you can spec Lightning Blast to do decent AoE. But you're always going to be playing one of them like suboptimally and people hate that don't they even if it's only a little bit worse although in these in these particular cases it is quite a bit worse 
anything that is remotely below the absolute peak of efficiency. Garbage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's let's talk about one more tiny thing in the world of Sorks before we move on to the next mastery. Uh, what about like using a cast speed wand as opposed to using a mana wand? Jay, I think I think I've you have strong that. feelings on this. I know I've done that. I I my issue is you always need to hit the three hundred mana breakpoint because you get cooldown, you get flat adaptive, and all your idols do double damage, so they go from forty percent to eighty percent if you if you have over three hundred mana. So I recently on my Static Orb character switched to a car speed one because I got a tier seven mana roll on my catalyst. But like the opportunity cost for fourteen percent car speed is not worth it ninety nine percent of the time unless you're at that point in gearing. Where, Crystal like, ones are really strong right now. Yeah, like sixty mana is the equivalent of a tier six affix. It's a lot of flat on, mana, isn't it? Yeah, on like your catalyst or your necklace. So that's an entire roll freed up that can then, when you're lower on in gearing, be devoted to spell damage or spell crit or crit multi. So at that point, 14% cast speed just isn't the same amount of damage that those other rolls would bring you. Like Crystal One and Sork, it just means you don't have to run Orion's Eye anymore. Yeah, like that too. 100% of the time. It's great. Although I honestly don't think Orion's Eye When's is the last time you used anymore. Orion's Eye? All right. It's okay. Uh, over a year ago? Yeah, right. Let's yeah. let's move on to our next thing here. I've got Wait, uh, wait, sorry. Can I have one more thing about yeah, yeah, Go ahead. I just think is sad is uh, uh, hopefully we'll get addressed when we get Brewmaster is that there's no reason to spec into the other trees. Like if you go Spellblade, you don't really spec into Sork, and if you go Sork, you don't spec into Spellblade. Outside of like the six, uh, like the eighteen uh, elemental res in Spellblade and stuff like that. Have like you never very... been a Spellblade and grabbed like Lightning Leech and Lightning Penetration? No, nah, not really. It's too much opportunity cost because all the good stuff in Spellblade is at the top of the tree. Yeah, I agree with that. There's a lot of good stuff at the top of Spellblade now. It used to not be that case. It used to be the case where you just steal everything in Sword. Yeah, it used because... to be really bottom heavy in uh, mm -hmm. Spellblade. It is not that anymore. It's very top heavy. I... All right. I guess but the I guess the stuff in Spellblade that's at the top is all like the melee stuff. But I, every time that I play a Spellblade, I end up playing a spell build instead of a melee build. Sounds like you just need to. That's because you want to be a rebel. That you need to spec focus, dude. Because you want to be a rebel. I just hate playing Flame Reeve. Don't talk to me. Uh, let's move <laughs> on to. Do I do Rogue, Acolyte, or Primalist next? I think Primalist we should do last because I can't think of that many abilities that like. All right. Let's let's do Rogue then. Yeah, rogues. Rogue done. <laughs> okay, thing... so what are, what are you playing on rogue? And then so, that's the problem. If you're a blade, okay, if so, you're a blade so... dancer, <laughs> I I wanted to do like character defining stuff, but if we're just gonna sit here and say that umbral blades is way stronger than anything else, we could say that because I'm currently playing umbral blades too. Well, you, you don't use it as utility that. and damage. It's it both. is. It's everything. It's yeah. great. Like if you're a blade dancer, you're specking shift. You're probably specking shurikens. Maybe not. My my shadow daggers character doesn't. But you're definitely specking uh, Shadow Cascade, and what's the ability that creates the free shadows? Sync Strike? Um, not Smoke Bomb? No, 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 the Strike. Secret Sync strike. strike. That one, yeah, sorry, yeah, Sync Strike. A Rogue in and you're specking Smoke Bomb. 
Like you've got so, four abilities there now. What the hell more do you spec into? I'm good blades. <laughs> right? Okay, so the 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 thing that I wrote down for rogue is I wrote down shift and then shurikens because I think I think shift proccing shurikens is one of those like really big pillars of what what a rogue is. Like you shift and then a bunch of stuff happens. Maybe you're yep. shifting and then your shadow cascade happens, or you shift and then an umbral blade appears behind you and it starts spinning, or you shift and then shurikens get thrown yeah. out. And what I want to point out here is there's a real opportunity cost to play a build like what I'm doing on stream right now. I'm playing a shuriken DPS build. And the downside of that is that I'm not using my shurikens for percent increased armor. And I'm also not using them for shred. And normally, like when you shift, you proc your shurikens and your shurikens are like spinning around you and they have like full always uptime and they're always shredding physical and poison res. And they're always applying other ailments like frailty or your armor shred or whatever else you have on your character. And uh, they're giving you percent increased armor. And that's a huge piece of utility. It's kind of boring that almost every rogue build uses shurikens the same way by proccing the blade shield off of shift. But it's really strong. Yeah, with my last build, the the Lethal Mirage build, I didn't have that setup. Not because I didn't want it, but because I literally couldn't fit it. Yeah. <laughs> like, if, it, if I had a six skill, it'd be the first thing I'd grab. Mm-hmm. And my, my problem with it is Shurikens right now is kind of in a depression, per se, because, you know, Umbral Blade enters the room. So it's like, Umbral Blade is like the Shurikens that we wanted on release. So it's like... It's hard to like look at shurikens and look at it seriously, and in a way, without bugging it. Obviously, like Perry is doing, dang you! But like, yeah, it's like with the armor node, like with the blade shield node, you just look at everything else in the tree, and it just looks so, I don't know, dissatisfying versus everything else that you could be doing on a rogue. Like, sure, you could do like chakrams. And do like mediocre damage, or you could you know spec into umbral blades, do boogles of damage. And the problem is, is like, well, what if they nerf umbral blades? Well, shurikens were barely used before that too, right? It's like, I think it's a problem with shurikens itself. I don't know what what the devs want shurikens to be. I don't know if they want them to do damage or if they want them to like be utility. Because it's kind of stuck in the that balance pit where it's like, if I, it does too much damage, oh, go ahead. I, was just, I kind of feel that way about Blade Dancer in general. I don't feel like the devs will get really to ask the know what they know know what they want out of it. Because all of its like its tree is kind of like generic in terms of like oh melee this shadows that maybe some dot stuff sprinkled here. And then yeah. it, all its abilities are very different, right? Well, Falconer is <laughs> like... supposed to be the throwing class, but I don't know if that's going to Tree. save shurikens, right? It, so so yeah. the last time that I counted, Forget uh, about that. I, I think Rogue is missing more skills than anyone else. Yeah. Like, it, it's missing like, one of its, like normal man. skills. It's missing one of the skills that you level into. I think, like, Marksman is missing a skill, and then it's missing, like, an entire mastery as well. Like, there's so much that's missing that could oh. tie the room together in the future. Oh, um, well, my thing with shurikens is it just doesn't stand on its own, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I hear you. Yeah. So you know how PoE Ninja has the thing where it's like, oh, 
amount uh, the amount of this unique or this skill being used by a ascendancy go on if anything like that ever comes out for last epoch i want to see smoke weaver on blade dancer i want to see the percentage of of those using it (laughs) i will put down like 50 quid right here to anybody in this call it's going to be like 97 percent if they don't change it it, it might be like 70 70 no 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 no. i think because again going back to the like the majority of people don't play off meta stuff. That's why it's okay. Off-meta, that's a good point. You know? Okay, okay, okay. So I think it's gonna be fucking high, <laughs> like way too high. It's really good though. <laughs> it is. That's kind of the problem. <laughs> All right. So uh, I, there's one other thing that I want to mention about Rogue before we try to move on to the next mastery, and that is, um, I guess, like weapons of choice. It's something that I've been mentioning on stream because we're currently doing like a blade dancer thing. So weapons of choice and dual wielding in general. Uh, if you dual wield swords, you get 40 glancing blow chance. And a bunch of a, dodge. Sorry? A <laughs> lot of dodge. And a bunch of dodge, which is relevant. You get, you get a tremendous amount of glancing blow chance, which is a... It's, you, you can't really get it in other places. It's very hard to pick up. And dual wielding in general makes you take increased damage. But if you dual wield and then also cap your glance and blows, you're overall tankier. And you're also benefiting from, you know, having two katanas, having all the crit multi, having all the affixes. And like the the tension of wanting to dual wield swords, but then you also want to do you want to have a dagger so that your umbral blades apply shadow daggers or like maybe you want to dual wield daggers so that you have a bunch of poison chance. But that's less so because you can get poison chance in other places. It's just the fact that glancing blows aren't free like you really want that extra layer of defense at least for me who primarily plays and hardcore. if you're playing a blade dancer there's a strong feeling like why don't you just throw in a bastion <laughs> why? You know? yeah right like yeah the fact i was that gonna say is like, leaked into the meta of the dual wield class is why like take 15 percent increased damage when you could take like 60 percent less damage with it's investment. disgusting that blade dancers are using bastions like, it's yeah. also dumb how blade dancer is like tankier than most sentinels I think with like all a happened. fraction of the investment <laughs> i think what happens what happened with weapons of choice was they nerfed the sword and dagger node which was like the most satisfying thing it was crit multi wasn't choice. it yeah it was yeah. and they n- removed that essentially they turned it into crit chance which like haha i have crit avoid who cares right I mean, crit, crit vulnerability vuln, yeah crit vuln right and i think that's what tipped the scales it's what tipped the scales towards running bastion on every on every bullet dancer outside of doing very specific things because like you used to play rogue for damage right yeah i know they nerfed the glancing ball on it it used to be 50 percent. it was like more right yeah it was definitely more i think you could get 60 percent from it it was something like that and it's, it's still like strong in its current state it's the only place you can get it because there's not that many places of getting it. Maybe Falconer at the bottom of the tree will have more glancing blows maybe, maybe. more but i actually felt terrible on my last build because i was running the lethal mirage setup with the double daggers and i definitely felt the pressure of wearing a bastion it's like i have all the damage in the world why don't i just run a bastion it's like Mm -hmm. i i kept it i kept it pure the entire time i stayed with the double daggers but i definitely could say that swapping to a bastion would have made my life so much better (laughs) <laughs> that weapons of choice node, it's so cool. But like, when mm-hmm. are you ever going to use 
like it's like some extra leech stun duration. All of those are I think those are just like I don't know padding. I think I think that they the they're, devs they're kind don't of want mediocre, you to use them. I think they don't want you to use them, so they gave the mediocre ones to them. Really, you think so? I don't know. Yeah, like the I stun think so. I, I was thinking about the the stun duration one. It was almost sweet. Like yeah. you could use stun duration, you could use a somnia. You could be a stun build. I don't know. Maybe there's something God, better. Let's not get talking about stun. What are you? What are you playing <laughs> that's stunning things? <laughs> I mean, everything. That's the problem. <laughs> like stun is both OP against players and like full players. Don't well, need a whole lot of stun you, to be stunning. Literally everything in the game. Kill them. All right. Is like, is there anything yeah, else? in rogue that's like oppressively strong meta defining auto include in your build from the very you could start maybe of the say creation. decoy say what but like you could maybe say decoy from oxman but they have nerfed it heavily i think decoy is in a healthy think, spot it's yeah, in a healthy I think spot it's okay nowadays, but it is still like every marksman uses decoy mm-hmm. really i mean we could unless you specifically are trying not to mm-hmm. All right, let's let's move on to the next one. Uh, let's do acolyte. So we're talking about like oppressively strong affixes, mass. This is the, the worst example because we're... lich exists. So lich first. <laughs> so lich, you have reaper form and uh, and death seal, and then like fifty fifty whether you're specking your transplant. Yep. And then you have two other skills. So what are you playing? Depends. What are you playing? Are well, you're you probably uh, procking hungry souls. It, right? You're probably procking hungry souls off your death seal. So, what's your yeah. one damage skill? What are you What are you choosing? Rip blood, Depends. of course. Do I want to? Yeah, I mean, blood. rip blood. If you want to go crit, right? Go, go marrow shards. Go soul uh, fees. Necrotic. Uh, you can go spirit plague. You know, sure, but like, sure. but like, it's like all these builds you are, are locked so samey. Yeah, like they're exactly, sweet. Right? They're fun. I love playing them. They're so cool. Like, they all feel exactly the same, which do. is such a shame because Lich is so cool and it's got this awesome aesthetic. But that's kind of the problem in that Lich's aesthetic is why you're locked into the exact same mm-hmm. build basically me, every time. To me, Lich builds feel like like am I am I transplanting on top of enemies where I need to be super tanky, or am I kiting far away? Yeah. It used to be balanced because low life used to be worth your time. And he used to go low life lich back in the olden days, but that's no longer a thing. You don't do that anymore. You just run Death Seal and you're low life anyways. <laughs> yeah, so so that's a great example. Like it it the fact that Death Seal, when you turn it on, it gives you more damage, increased damage, armor, stun avoidance, crocs, all the stuff. Put you into endurance threshold. <laughs> it, it does all that. And it also takes away all of your ward. So the fact that Death Seal is so strong and takes away all your ward. It is incredibly hard to justify playing a ward-based acolyte. And play, sorry, playing a ward-based uh, lich build. I don't think I haven't used a bastion on a lich build in like the last year. <laughs> oh, you need Chris to bring that up. Dagger. I'm gonna do it for every class. <laughs> I think part of bastion strength comes from rune dagger. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Like, I think if rune dagger didn't exist, it would be a little bit yeah. more of a choice. Because you wouldn't have access to base crit so easily. Obviously, you could use like a prism wraps and st- I mean, prism gaze, but that's nowhere near as strong as just throwing on a rune dagger, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, I have a little less flat damage, and bam, I get to wear a bastion. Well, you're you're Sign talking. Up. One of the ongoing conversations in LE is the strength of uh, of skills, regardless of what kind of gear you have on, right? 
It's like, my mm. gear doesn't matter. My gear doesn't matter. Well, sometimes your skills have plus 10 base crit built into them. It's like, yeah. I, I can make this work. I don't need any gear. I can play crit I just like of, this. So if, have, if skills had less base crit on them, maybe you'd be more incentivized to have an offhand catalyst or more incentivized to be you know, trying to squeeze here. in a rune dagger. <laughs> I, I have think, an unpopular yeah, opinion. I think I have an unpopular opinion on this topic because I saw Good. it the other day. And like, I kind of like how strong skills are in Last Epoch. Like, I like that you can... I mean, I, I mean, I don't like that you can literally clear the whole game naked if your skills are level 20. Right? Like, I think that's a little silly. But, like, I like that you don't need absolutely cracked out gear to the moon because if you know how to build a skill, you can get there, right? Like, you can get to clearing whatever, tier 4 jewel row, all that crap, right? As mm-hmm. long as you know how to build your skill. Like, maybe skills level a little bit too quickly, you know, because by level 70, everything's maxed out, and mm-hmm. some of these skills do just need that level 20. I, and I call this, I call this the whole game. Uh, lack of access to difficult content. Like, getting to a thousand corruption, it is really hard. Like, monsters hit you super hard, like, you're gonna die, monsters super tanky. So, but it takes a long time to get there, and there's not really an incentive to get there. So, like, no. am I going to take my naked character and clear 1,000 corruption? Yeah. Playing super carefully? Still probably not. I pushed to 700 on the cold out werebear on my free time, and never again. Never. Yeah. Until so, there's a reason to. So never. Like, <laughs> it, the lack of access and, and requirements, it maybe, um, uh, like, reason to, to, to have this difficult content is a big problem. But like clearing 100 corruption, even clearing 200 corruption, the bar is pretty low, right? Yeah. It's very low, yes, currently. There's a so, reason why the objective rushing thing is a thing, is because uh, you're able to. <laughs> like, I, the, I like being strong. Is... I like being strong without working for it. But if I do put in the extra effort, there should be something that I can punch and feel really good about it. Like, look, I finally you know, met this hurdle. I, I think also, like, the way it scales, it takes like a steep turn, doesn't it? Like the difference between like corruption two hundred and three hundred isn't all that noticeable. But then you go to four hundred, and then you go to five hundred, and now suddenly my sork with two hundred k effective HP still gets one shot sometimes. Well, it's it it becomes harder and harder to avoid the scary modifiers, yeah. right? But I go down to two hundred corruption, and like everything gets one shot. It's an absolute breeze. Absolutely nothing can kill me. And then I want to go back up again to actually kind of like test what I've achieved, but it just scales a little bit too hard too quickly, I'd say. And that like, and I'm like, mm, not getting anything more out of this, so I'm just uh-huh. gonna go back down to 200, 300 ish. So we're talking and, about we're talking about skills that are like oppressively strong meta setups. Do you want to talk about Dreadshade next? Uh, I haven't. I don't. I've heard about what Dreadshade has become recently, but I haven't. Uh, if 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 it works how we think it works currently with the lich's scorn, it's about to get a lot more busted. I, I don't I don't want to talk about lich's scorn yet. I'm really excited. <laughs> That's a different conversation. So what so, about like should every necromancer be using dreadshade? Yes, yes, easy, easy, should, easy. Yes. Why? What's it do? Dread, you're playing a necromancer right now. Tell us about it. It's like essentially dreadshade is like. I'm going to be honest with you. I peruse the Twitch. I read the Reddit sometimes because I have to so I can see the cool dev guy. comments. 
I have to see the dev comments so I can keep up with my Ellie knowledge, right? And whenever I see a necromancer not using Dreadshade, I, I just die just a little bit on the inside. So why is that so wrong? Dreadshade is not hungering souls. I had completely wrong skill mixed up. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, it just, it's literally, you put it on, right? And almost no opportunity to cost. Sure, like your minion's going to die. Who cares? You're a necromancer. Just from summoning. Who cares, right? And you get 60% more damage off the bat, right? From that one node. You get the the flat da necrotic damage, which is very important for minion builds. So, like, you want flat damage. And, of course, you get the increased damage. And then you get the then you get the increased buff effect based on the missing HP, which happens all the freaking time, especially if you use it as a curse, right? If you're playing like zombies or something. Uh, then you have all the solo minion stuff, where if you play like solo A bomb or Bone Golem, you get all the free base crit stuff. It it has so much power in it that like TLDR, that is Necromancer. That is Necromancer's answer to like Death Seal in Lich form. But the thing is, instead of having it as two skills, Necromancer only needs one skill to meet Lich with when it comes to like Lich form and you know Death Seal, right? Reaper form. And that that's just so ridiculous. It's like before Death Seal was a thing, Necromancer was a little different. But but then the problem before Death Seal though was Necromancer had no utility. Like, you weren't running Rip Blood on your, your stupid minion build. It doesn't do anything for you. It was bugged for, like, half a year. It didn't even give your minions anything with those minion nodes, right? So we're stuck in this point where you have all of the utility in one skill, but none of the utility. Now, this has been, this has been alleviated a little bit with, of course, let's just scorn making it so you can actually run Infernal Shade as a damage source, other than, you know, killing your minions. And that's fine and dandy. But Dreadshade is just the skill. It's the skill. Like, like if you want to build crit for, like, your Bone Golem, so your Bone Golem actually crits and deals damage, you go Dreadshade. You want more damage for free, you go Dreadshade. It's like, you, Dreadshade is so strong that you can turn it into a curse. I'm playing a build where I'm not playing with minions. I'm just turning Dreadshade into a curse, right? It gives me more damage, gives me a bunch of armor, gives me a bunch of increased damage. It's, it's dumb at how strong Dreadshade is. And the problem is, is Necro needs it. It needs it to remain competitive currently. You can't, like, playing... Playing that's because the base skills suck. Like, they need yeah. to buff all the minions. Yeah, exactly. And tone down Redshade. Yeah, ex exactly. And that's, that's what I'm going with this. Is like, if they're going to nerf Dreadshade, or essentially, I, I'll be honest, I think they could just remove it from the game. I think it, it's literally just, like, it's just, I don't know. It's like, since everybody's taking it, it's like that Path of Exile thing, like with the mana reservation node. Remember that, mm -hmm. Perry? Since everyone's taking it anyways, why does it even exist, right? Right. I mean, like, here's another So issue. you only have four skills to use instead of five skills to use. Jay, go ahead. Think about, like, with what is coming up and is going to be the biggest patch of Last Epoch for quite a while with multiplayer, like, Dreadshade, you can use that on other players. 
Yeah, sure Death Chain's going to break the game like, in multiple ways when yeah. multiplayer games comes. Imagine through. a Dreadshade support necro just like slapping that on a lightning blast sword or a manifest like, armor. Well, no, no boss is it. gonna survive that. Like... <laughs> All right, we're we're talking about oppressively strong mechanics or masteries or skills or items, class by class. Is there anything else for acolyte that comes to mind for you? Maybe. Good. Perfect. All right. Moving on <laughs> up. Our last class to talk about is Primalist. And I have one thing written on the note sheet, and then somebody else in chat mentioned the second thing. So let's start with the first one is Warcry or maybe Warcry plus Maelstrom. I wanted to include this on it because whenever I'm playing a human form Primalist, if I'm playing like a Shaman, maybe I'm playing a Beastmaster, I'm, I'm going to numlock Warcry. You can get more out of Warcry if you don't numlock it. It's got a really high skill ceiling to it because you can have some uh, invulnerability like for one second when you use it. But I like numlocking it because I like having Maelstrom automated. You dirty I like having, I like having dodge and, and healing going all the time. I like having procs that actually hit enemies and apply ailments. I, I like having frenzy and haste. Lunch. I like having frenzy and haste all the time. Like my primalist builds virtually always start with Warcry, Maelstrom, and then what are my three other skills? I, I think, I, mean, I think there's a bigger issue here, and I can't really think of that many primalist builds I've played recently where I've <laughs> stayed in human form. <laughs> you play Beastmaster. You got to play Serpent Strike. Pew pew pew. Uh, um, you're not going to be doing that yeah. next patch. I'll tell you that much. We'll see about the ailment thing. We'll those. see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. Um, As someone who's a primalist enjoyer, I can I can lay it out pretty well. Let's put it like this. The only reason people play Werebear more than they play uh, more than they play uh, uh, what is his name? Like human form swipe. Swarmblade. No, the only reason people play Werebear more than Swarmblade is because Werebear gets access to Warcry and Swarmblade does not. Right. There's a huge discrepancy in the number of skills that you have access to as a yeah. uh, as a Werebear as opposed to a uh, a spriggan, and then like half blade. of that you get as a spriggan. Spriggan um, gets yeah. like five skills that you have access to. Another thing here is like, did you play much um, Primalist before Warcry existed? I did. Because it <laughs> felt I was even here. No, it felt awful. Like it was Warcry is yes, it's oppressively strong, but. Primalist feels like an entirely different class with Warcry. Warcry is the glue that holds Primalist together. Like, I think, Primalist like, well, together. without Warcry, yeah, Primalist sucked, dude. Nobody liked Primalist. So it I mean, gives, a lot of people it gives still a dying. bunch of crit chance. No. It, uh, it can heal your minions, it can heal you, it gives you stun immunity, it can give you a ton of attack Ace. speed. Yeah. It's the Sigils thing. It's like, it's like this exact same problem as Sigils of Hope, because Sigils of Hope has the problem where it's like, Sigils are giving you stats that Sentinel should just have in general. You should have a lot of armor as Sentinel, mm. right? That's why yeah. you run Sigils. It's the same thing with Primalist. You should have this much attack speed as Primalist to make up for the fact that you don't have good movement Any skills. damage? I, I yeah. definitely <laughs> like Warcry more than I like Sigils because like, well, yeah, I do Sigils too. is like fully automated, but Warcry is like, Warcry is you can automate it and you get this baseline, but if you don't automate it and you use yeah. it well... 
then all of a sudden you're like eye framing more damage and like that's that's awesome if you do that yeah i i mm. think i think it's really healthy i think the current primeless meta outside of the transform talk right is very healthy in terms of utility skills inside with Warcry and Maelstrom. They're not yeah. overpowered. The problem is you're comparing it to things like Tempest Strike. <laughs> it's like you're comparing it to things like you're comparing it to like some of the worst skills in the entire game, right? Like Warcry on like any other class would be like, great, it'd be okay. But if we're going to compare it to like the entire arsenal of Primalist here, I'm going to look it up. It's like, are you going to use Summon Thorn Totem? No. Are you going to use wanna, Fury Leap? No. <laughs> I, I want to throw out one more skill. Somebody in Twitch chat mentioned it. So uh, what about an oppressively strong support skill that you kind of want to use all the time? What about Spriggan Pet? Does that count? No, I think it's fine. Nah, I think Spriggan Pet's fine because it fucking dies, dude. <laughs> yes, yes, it just dies. It, it, it dies. does die. Once you get to like like 300 corruption or maybe like 300 waves in the arena, it does die a lot. Man, even yeah. before that, it just dies. Do a bot, like do Zombie Dragon? That shit is not alive. <laughs> my, my thing with Spriggan, what I like about Spriggan is like when support primals comes through, they'll have the room to invest to make their Spriggan pet not die. Yeah. And then it will have a use. Right now, if you're just trying to use it when you're in werebear form, and then it's awkward because it dies and you have to get mm -hmm. out of werebear form. He's dead it. all the it's time. Dead. <laughs> if it's dead, if it's dead on the ground with the circle around it, you still benefit from the aura. So like, I is, know, it really, is it really dead? It's fine. <laughs> yeah, as long as you don't need to walk out of the aura, which if you're doing a boss fight, you definitely will <laughs> <laughs> i think spriggan pet is very very balanced in that regard where it's like my problem with spriggan pet is you can't like it, it, it's not what it used to be you can't do machine gun spriggan anymore yeah. it's not it's not a build anymore you even have access to two, two spriggans it's nowhere near as powerful as old spriggan was cold dot spriggan's still really good though like as a shaman oh no 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 i mean i mean the pet not not the oh the, yeah yeah the pet the pet you can't like it's not I don't know. I just don't. I I know Hunter talks about this all the time because it was pet favorite build, mm -hmm. and I trust Hunter on this because it's the only build he'll ever play. So no, it's like I think it's I dead. think Primalist though is actually probably kind of the best in terms of like having these skills that you yeah one hundred percent need to pick. But part of that is because of the way trans how transforms work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, like for uh, um... like like for reference, we can go down the list. But I think I've played plenty of good. builds that use Wolf, Summon Wolf, as a utility skill. Yeah. Wolf. The Howl stuff. Tornado, used... all that kind of stuff. But you don't use it on every build, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's pretty and good. And then, like, you have Swipe that gives you a bunch of crit and crit multi. Whenever I'm yeah. playing, like, a build that can swat in, slot in Swipe and get that buff every four seconds, I put it in. It's worth it. Because it does that much, so much damage from it. But it's not auto-include, right? Uh, you have yeah. Upheaval. Never mind. Uh, I really you have a wish terrorist... Upheaval was good, man. I want to play that build. Upheaval is so good. Bad. Get out of here. It's okay. I, I'm talking about as a utility skill. It's just I, okay. As a utility skill. I want to throw out a skill like a dishonorable mention for utility skills. Every time that I get all four skills specced and I'm looking for that sweet fifth skill and there's nothing that I can use. I've already got like a companion. I've already got my totem. And I'm my fifth skill ends up being like ice thorns. It hurts me. They're reworking Ice Thorns. Specking you don't have to worry about that. I can't wait for the rework. They confirmed that they're reworking mm -hmm. that, so I wouldn't Ice even Thorns talk is about another it. one, though, that's like, 
really good, but it feels bad to use because it's it's a passive, which is yeah. awful. I want to like, click more buttons. Yeah, click it's like, like if I'm in if I'm in Spriggan form, I can't even click it anyways. Like why can't it be Thorn Shield? Like why can't it be Spriggan Thorn Shield? Like yeah. it, it'd be great. It, it'd just be it. the same skill. I'd be fine when, with that. When they when they teased uh Spriggan form, the the new one that we have now. I, mm-hmm. I thought that Thorn Shield was going to use the skill tree of Ice Thorns <laughs> the same way that Warcry uses the skill tree of Warcry and Swipe. No, Spriggan the skill deserves tree of swipe. no skills. I was like, why? <laughs> it's like the same skill. Just make it happen. I don't know. So we'll see what that, what that update is. We've talked a lot about skills so far that are oppressively strong. Are there any uh, defensive masteries? Point. Actually, that's a good point. One of the problems of Swarmblade Swarmblade has access to a lot of skills too, though. It just gets taxed to the moon in points for every single one of them when Bear yeah. gets them all at base. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's why do you ha- why do I have to put a point in to get Surf and Strike? Like, mm-hmm. Why? Like, just why make it happen by just... default. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, what's the downside? Like, you know, like the point of having the point to put into it is because, you know, it's supposed to be not beneficial like it's supposed to hurt you like what's the downside of having surf and strike like what's the downside of that right now tornado it makes a little bit more sense because it's a mana hog and you have to build around it and stuff like that but yeah i agree with that <laughs> uh i, I want to give a mention to masteries that are oppressively strong we oftentimes talk about like the eight or the 15 or the 20 point tax when you're playing a druid build or a shaman build that you pretty much have to put oh, into these masters because aspect of the board damage reduction, and I didn't even know what it was itself. Ursine it, it strength, I think, is the other one, right? Okay, so this is maybe it's not quite what you're asking for. But when was the last time you played a blade dancer or or a marksman or anything like that that didn't have like over thirty points in base rogue tree? I like never put less than like thirty in base rogue tree because it's so good. Look. There's so actually. much good shit there. I, I put 44 in recently for the base train. There you go, right? Like, Rogue mm. is the worst defender for that because it's is that, so is that much bad? packed in there. <laughs> is that a bad thing? Having the no, base master I sword? like that. I just I mean, I, is that not what you're asking? Like, I feel like the more points you put into the base tree, the less you're then able to put in your mastery, which is what's supposed to be yeah. exciting and flashy and well, you remember, what you want to theorycraft and invest in. We are missing Falconer, but we have no idea what Falconer's yeah. going to bring, and it might still be the same case, but right? base rogue tree is still cracked. It's still, like, yeah. better than most of Forgeguard. The thing is, though, <laughs> the thing is, the other masteries aren't even that bad. Like, the bottom half of the other masteries. Like, for Marksman, you get Crit Avoid. Right, you get the like you get crit. I mean, not crit avoid. Crit, well, you do get crit avoid. You get crit avoid and crit vuln. Mm-hmm. Uh, for blade dancer, you get a bunch of glancing blow and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. movement speed and all that. The the bottom halves of the other masters aren't even that but bad. But that's the point. They're not bad, yeah. but base rogue is so yeah, it's good. So, so yeah. are, you, are you saying that you'd rather have the base rogue power spread out across the three masteries? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would gotcha, exactly. Gotcha. Okay. Like I think the eighty percent more damage for the big the big skill that could be like part of the base tree of Falconer. I think it'd be just fine. I, I, I or whatever. Interesting, interesting. Okay, okay. It could be anywhere. To be honest, like that glancing blow node, the one that gives you like health on glancing blow, uh-huh. that could be in the base. Get rid of all the flow stuff. Who uses flow? Am I right? <laughs> You use flow, flow on Umber Blades to get 25% increased attack. I don't think I've all ever utilized flow. 
Oh, Flow's OP right now on Umbra Blades because it swaps between skills and you just get throwing attack uh -huh. speed. That's uh, all you use it for. You never use it for its intended Does purpose. attack speed make Umbra Blades spin faster? No. No, you just get to throw more. Oh, well, I only proc with shift anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so we... You guys throw Umbra about, Blades? <laughs> we've talked about all five base classes. And uh, we've talked about some of the like oppressively strong mechanics for each one. Especially the skills for each one. Do we like having this much direction when we start building a character? Like, which which of these examples are good and which of these examples are, like, offensively bad? Primalist it sounds like good. we like, I like the primalist, primalist ones. The primalist like, one's fine. Yeah. yeah. I feel there's actual choices like? to make on a primalist, right? Whereas when I make a sentinel, I'm like, okay, what what fifth skill do I slot in that isn't Sigil's Volatile Reversal? whatever else you're, uh, uh if you're a paladin holy aura you know like, yeah i think part of the problem slight. is like missing <laughs> rune master missing warlock mm -hmm. missing falconer it definitely puts the pain on this even more because like you know of course uh sentinel and primalist are the only ones with all three of their masteries and primalist is fine outside of certain skills you know but it also doesn't help that the thing with rogue specifically i want to add is like Part of the problem of why Rogue feels so bad in terms of, like, what it has is because since it has so little skills, if it has a bad skill, it feels even worse. Like, for instance, a Primalist... Lot of skills are quite yeah, bad. <laughs> Primalist has Tempest Strike, but Primalist also has 20 other skills that are good, right? Mm -hmm. While good... Blade Dancer, like... It, it really hurts that Acid Flask is unusable. Like, Hail of Arrows, or, uh, like... Wait, where is it? Uh, detonating Arrow. The mastery, if you go like the lightning version, Detonating Arrow is a great skill. It's a great mastery choice, right? Right? But then, it's... like, Dancing Strikes? It's Dancing Strikes, right? Hey, man. Like, I, I, I'm gonna... I don't care. I, 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 <laughs> like, I, think, I think Lethal Mirage could be the mastery skill, and it would fit so much more versus Dancing Strikes. And that's, like, the thing, right? It's like, if you have Acid Flask being bad, that's a lo much larger percentage of your skills. I want Acid Flask to be good. Yeah, like, I want Acid Flask to be good. It looks yeah. like it's supposed to be good. I tried yeah. Poisonous Concoction on PoE recently, and I was like, wow, why doesn't Acid Flask play like this? Uh -huh. You were also getting uh -huh. the ailment rework, so even if you tried to go Poison on it now, it's not going to like... It's going to be even less damage than it currently I want to go crit. I want it to shotgun. I want it to deal more than one damage. Yeah, that's I mean, a. I have the fact no idea what throwing attack mm, would yeah. make it like. It, it would be great for Salt the Wind if they actually made it do damage because like, you 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 couldn't use Wind Guard's move because the attack speed wouldn't fit. Like right there, there you go. Slap on Salt the Wound, get Giga damage, and just mm -hmm. chuck chuck the little acid flasks at people. <laughs> so I I wanna I wanna let's see what what uh, we're at seven. Okay, so we're just over an hour for the podcast right now. I want to bring up our last topic for the day, and we'll just ramble about this for as long as we want to. We we were trying to build a topic list for the podcast. We we're talking like, okay, so who's who's joining the community right now? What are the current new players doing? Who is doing like what what can we do with this podcast to be as educational as possible? We want to teach people stuff. And we figured there's a lot of people who are coming into the last epoch from the world of Path of Exile, right? Mm -hmm. So we we figured out that we wanted to talk about things from Path of Exile that don't translate well into Last Epoch. 
Like what, what information is getting in the way of you understanding last epoch better? How mana works. That's, that's how the mana, the thing. fact that mana goes yeah. negative. What are we talking about? Well, the fact that you have to actually put effort into your mana sustain is the problem in, in a my, lot of situations. Where's my attack damage leads to mana? Exactly, right? Where's my where's mana blast? Yeah, my mana blast! <laughs> I have no mana! Why haven't I dropped a headhunter yet? Every Everybody who plays a racing strike has a bad time. And half of them don't use volatile reversal. I don't know what to tell you. But well, the problem you is know they what? keep grabbing the echo node, and it's so bad. <laughs> Something that irritates me that like is kind of just because I've played the game as much as I have is seeing all these people make these builds, play them like specifically people with reach. I'm not going to name names, but people with reach. Oh, you mean like like big content creators? Yeah, creating okay. builds. They'll even maybe upload a video on it, and what it's what I would consider a fa a failure. Like, it is not good, it doesn't clear content well enough, or, like, barely clears content at all, and they're, like, raving about it, how fun it is, how good it is, and I'm like, you've show, showcased to new players, like, the absolute worst there is to offer, and a lot of people will see that and quit. Yeah, Because you know? they're like, wow, this is what a... Last Epoch has to offer me? Like... <laughs> See, the problem that's not, is it, that's it, not reminds me, it reminds me of when Ziggy, Ziggy was playing Glass Epoch one time. Mm -hmm. He was playing Acid Flask, and I was watching him kill Lagan. And after he killed Lagan with Acid Flask, after like seven minutes, he realized that it was a terrible skill. And he was like, okay, I don't want to play this anymore. And I was like, that, that, that made me happy, because it means that there are some people with standards. <laughs> with the Acid Flask thing. Mm-hmm. We're, we're getting a bunch of uh, a bunch of answers in chat. Some people are talking about resistances, the fact that resistance is less important to cap than it is in Path of Exile. Some people are talking about ailments and how ailments work. You can have over 100% chance to apply an ailment on hits and ailments. You can have as many ailments as you want. We'll yeah, see. I've seen, I've seen I don't know what exactly like... is happening with ailments next patch in 0 0.9. There's some kind of rework there, but we'll, we'll see exactly yeah. what's going on. Some people are mentioning penetration. Monsters very seldomly have armor, very seldomly have resistances. So when you have armor shred, when you have, you know, lightning shred or cold shred, you're probably putting those monsters to negative values, which is really, really juicing up your damage. It's a good one, too. The fact that you have to skill armor on every build, essentially, TLDR. Yeah. I feel like the more I play Last Epoch, the more I go out of my way to get bigger armor values or like get armor blessings for example oh yeah same same yeah. i've like yeah. it's only probably the past couple of months that i've really whenever i've gone back to the game made a new character i'm like how much armor can i shoehorn into this Ooh, build baby like, can i seal like now. seal a tier one affix of percent armor here and there you know? yeah. like, i think part of the problem as well is like a lot of the people that are playing right now the path of exile people uh the 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 disconnect of not having to kill everything. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's like the not biggest thing. Full, full yeah. clearing mono. Yeah, it's taking like yeah. 15 minutes to clear a mono because they're so and much bigger than PoE. I'm going to be honest. I think that's, <laughs> that's it. That's, I think that's partly a failure with the game design itself. Cause I really do think that like yeah. you should be benefited for killing stuff mm -hmm. in, in some way, but that that's a big disconnect. I see a lot of people have and they have problems with it. And it's like, that's why certain other builds are like popular currently. Like you know, like 
the devouring or build specifically because it's like it kills everything on the way sure even does. though nothing drops anything even though nothing drops anything and there are a hundred corruption and like nothing drops anything and it's like the loot coming from the nodes or from the dungeons and stuff is very like it it's like as if you took path of exile and only made the boss rushing the only thing you ever did and it's like it's yeah. it's it's an insane disconnect for people I, I see another. You're playing an ARPG. You're good supposed stuff to kill in stuff. the chat right now, Perry. Hey, I, I, I see more stuff in Twitch chat. I want to call it out out loud. Somebody said yeah. armor value versus physical resistance has me scratching my head. Yeah. So yeah. remember, armor mitigates all hit damage, not just physical hit damage. But so like elemental damage is only armor is only fifty percent effective against elemental damage. Seventy. Like seventy. Just 70. to just to fuck up the whole calculation a little bit. I think more. I think it's seventy percent. But yeah. So even if you're 70. fighting is against it? a bunch oh, of whatever. people shooting fireballs at you, it got armor is good against fireballs. Seventy yeah. percent. Sure. It got buffed. Was it fifty one point? Technically, it got buffed recently, sir. Sir, actually. I was gonna say, was it fifty one point? I'm sure <laughs> it, it was. was. Uh, there's actually something in chat. It's like I don't know. You find out naturally pretty quick that the full clear does jack whatever for the chest at the end. I'm like, yeah, but people don't seem to realize that. Can I can I make a really good point here that oh, to all the new uh, players, uh, anybody no. watching? What can I? <laughs> anybody no, watching right now? If you're brand new to the game, open last epoch. And press is it is it G for the in-game guide? The game guide's actually really good. Game guide is amazing. It's like more in-depth, better written than like any game wiki I've ever used. I had somebody and tell I me play today, RuneScape. <laughs> I, had, I had someone tell me today that they didn't use the game guide because they 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 knew it existed, but they assumed that it was garbage because all game guides are because garbage. Because Poe it's has like, a terrible one, right? It's is is there a game guide in Poe? Uh, listen, the the game guide in Last Epoch is <laughs> I mean, good. You want to know like what it is everywhere else? Go type in frailty. Yeah, it's everywhere like, else too. Everywhere else, like every other game too. It's like the first time I've seen a game guide where it's like actually been like legible. <laughs> you know, I'm like, gonna start making it my stream title, like new players press G, just so they can yeah. start experiencing the in-game guide because it is so good, and I, I, a lot of people just don't even know about it. It's such a shame. Bold of you to assume that people read the title of the stream. Okay, yeah, that that, that's another story. Right <laughs> I just make meme titles. I'll make my noob text point. press G. Although sure, not that sure, people sure. read that either. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, press G. Uh, that, cool. that should I, be I guess like... the, the last thing, this this is something that came to mind when we were talking about this um, coming up with the podcast topics, is unique items. Like, in, in Path of Exile, there's a serious opportunity cost for using a unique item in your build. You know, you're not using a double influence, flip-flopped, whatever the hell, with, you know... <laughs> Quad six tier well, one modifiers. Now, now it's just now it's just Eldritch influence. Whatever. So True. in in Last Epoch, you you kind of want to find a unique item that fits in your build so that you can target farm it, so that you can get LP on it, so that you can min max. And there's plenty of generic ones too that just uh -huh. fit with everything too. Like like you could fit like uh, what's that ring? The ring of the nomad. That nomad ring. You could just. You can run that on everything too, right? Like, like if you get a good LP one, because it's just a quick silver coil. Quicksilver coil, that's another good one. Uh, the belt, the fizz belt, the the plus one to fizz mm -hmm. kills belt, that's another one. The slab, <laughs> the slab, the slab. <laughs> the slab. <laughs> uh, bleeding hearts, 
is yeah. awesome, gives a ton of leech. Yeah, as long as you're a spellcaster, you will die. Well, <laughs> yeah. Even then, you can get like fizz re- damage reduction, and it's like it's not that bad in a lot of situations. Sometimes the leech just outpaces it, but yeah, you yeah. can't die to it. But there, there are like, like I feel like the more time I invest into a character, the more that it's just you know nine unique items that all have one or two LP on them. Like that's the dream. That's the good stuff right there. I mean, there is so much gear chase in Last Epoch. I feel like people people rag on that gear in Last Epoch maybe doesn't like isn't all that impactful or anything. But like, if you actually enjoy the character you're playing and are having fun with the game. There's so much you can do with a character. Like you can go from well, having full red. Like, yeah, but like why? To why do you, why do you need that much unique. damage though? I think that's the point, right? But it's Access not even about damage content. always, is it? It's about utility, damage reduction, getting leech here, getting leech there, getting like hell. Uh, there's even like um, you know, build enabling uniques like the was it? Is it blasting powder? You know, the decoy explosion one. Oh my god! Oh, but yes. then getting I mean, extra stats on that. Like, health and blasting agent is just a good item too like that's like the thing because like being able to spam your decoy for buffs is great too right yeah. so it, like the thing is the problem is we don't need any of that yet we don't need it there's no content that requires it most of the time no right? but if you want to it is there yeah, yeah it is right? there. yeah exactly yeah and people act as if like gear is like super just uninteresting when there's so much at your disposal it's just i think it is you don't need to do it it is uninteresting when when you get to the end i think the problem is like i said is there's just not that there's not that you can't juice your content quote unquote like like in path of exile i know you're gonna put me on coals for saying this but like you can actually you know make things harder you can go out of your way to make things harder. Like you can take Wrath of the Cosmos. You can do stuff like that. The problem is we don't have anything like that other than the corruption system, but that takes so long. All these new people, they never get to that point. Mm-hmm. And then they do the T4 dungeon and they die to uh, they die to the D4 dungeon with this first ability. And they're well, like, they die fuck to this game. Bomb. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, fuck this game and they quit. <laughs> you know, it's like... The, the dungeon's like as much less of a gear check and more of a knowledge check you know like, which of us didn't die to that to to jewelry day one i remember seeing perry die to the oh, explosion i died to the explosion you died to the explosion i don't know yeah, anybody who didn't just take that nuke <laughs> i die way more to the beams than anything else on Jirla. not because like i'm i suck at the game but because like when you're playing a melee build it's like it, it's thudding the needle sometimes. I, I played dancing strikes against <laughs> Julra, yeah. oh and even God. even tier one Julra is hard. Uh, dancing strikes, what a nightmare! But well, that's I, partly because <laughs> Rogue in its defensive strategy. All right, all right, we're we're, we're we're rambling at this point. I'm gonna cut us off. We are we're like an hour and fifteen minutes or so into the podcast. Right, any any closing thoughts, Jay Dread? Do you want to sneak in one more thing at the very end here? Melee is uh, Last Epoch is very melee unfriendly and it makes me sad All I have to say is I cannot do this (laughs) You can't do this? What do you mean you can't do this? No, just the the Sentinel line I cannot do that Oh man I I played played some melee Rive recently I I think Rive is actually like my new favorite melee skill I think it's really fun to use 
but it has a pull, so you can pull. Yeah, Cirilla exactly. Out. That's the good out part. The... It it has a fundamental mechanic built into it where it pulls enemies in an AOE to Does you, Warpath so that you can actually melee them. So good. Can you make Warpath pull? That would feel so good if you. <laughs> Yo, anybody got a uh, got a unique design they can do that to? Thousand dollars. Mm, <laughs> I had right, a I think, lot of ideas for uniques, but I think sadly, I think I'm... that's gonna cut it for right now. We've talked about meta stuff. We've talked about skills that we do like and don't like about how strong they are, wanting to include them in builds. And we've also talked about things that you know from Path of Exile that get in the way of understanding Last Epoch better. So I think it's been a pretty good podcast. Uh, Jay, thank you so much for joining us for episode 14 here. Thanks for having me again. Dread. Oh, go ahead. Hmm? Oh, huh? What? Dread? Oh, thank you nothing. For being here. Always oh, yeah, thank you for being Anytime. here. I appreciate you, buddy. So for all of us here at Epic Epoch, if you're here watching live at Twitch, I appreciate you being here, especially if you were here all the way since the very beginning when we had a big raid from the devs for their Friday uh, Friday stream. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you're watching this on or listening to this on Spotify, make sure to let us know where you are watching or consuming this podcast so that we can make your life easier and make sure that you get in the podcast in the best format possible. So thanks for being here. I appreciate it. We'll see you next time.